Welcome to the Hope United Podcast, where we're creating a culture of worship, family, and discipleship. We hope this message challenges, inspires, and gives you hope today. If you like this podcast, remember to share and subscribe. I find that in life, as we pursue God and we pursue the things that He's placed in our heart to do, sometimes we sense um, this pressure and this this blowback, uh, this opposition to us continuing our journey in faith and continuing our journey to do what God has called us to do. Has anybody ever felt a force or things in your life that push back? It might be something that you sense as spiritual. It might be just circumstantial things that just keep on getting in the way of you following after God or doing the things that God has placed in your heart. And um, the reality is that the world that we live in, there are forces at work in opposition to us, in opposition to our purpose that, um, that we feel that we're meant to do um, or that we know that we meant, we're meant to do. So I want to talk for the next couple weeks and I want to tell you that, yes, there are forces that work against you. The, the, the scripture says we wrestle not with flesh and blood. You know, we're not, our biggest battles aren't against people, aren't against things that we can see, but it's against the unseen. And, um, but I want to talk to you about the fact that you are called to be an overcomer. And to overcome all that. And it's not going to be too difficult for you. This series I want to talk to you about. Being a conqueror. Look at somebody and say, I am a conqueror. So this series is called Conquerors. And as I was playing with my kids this week in the park, we happened to look down and we had Nerf guns. And it was decided that we were going to have a Nerf Nerf gun battle. And it became a Nerf gun war. So I had to grab the largest Nerf gun I could find. It had a canister with, I don't know, maybe a hundred bullets in there. And I want to tell you that just as hard as we praise the Lord, we play hard. Let me tell you something. I was shooting those bullets all over that park. There are some bullets we will never find. They're in between blades of grass. Some, Some innocent bystanders might have had fallen, fallen victim to Nerf bullets. And um, we, had to, we had to maybe pray for people after we left that maybe they got struck by a bullet, a Nerf bullet. And, um, but, uh, of course, as you know, um, in, well, that's, that's yet to be determined. But a Nerf gun in the right hands can be a weapon. And uh, what I want to talk to you about is this scripture here. That leads us right to Isaiah 54, 17. Funny story, but a real scripture, a real principle. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Do you believe that? No weapon formed against you shall prosper. So specifically, we're talking about being conquerors, but today I want you to focus on this. No weapon formed against me. Can you say that? No weapon... Formed against me will prosper. 
The first thing that we have to understand is that God never promised us that there would not be weapons. God never promised us that there would not be attacks. I think a lot of times when we come to Christ, we can have an assumption that everything's going to be perfect, everything's going to be easy now. But actually, the contrary is true because there is a current of our world, there's a current of our culture that's going one direction, and when you say, I'm going to turn in the opposite direction and pursue God, now you're doing something counter-culture, you're doing something counter the normal flow of the world, and so it's actually in many ways more difficult at times. And so... Sometimes we have that assumption, but when we enter into this life of Jesus, it can be a difficult thing. Many times we see, as we pursue Christ, that attacks happen, temptations happen, distractions happen. Anybody ever been distracted when you tried to pray? (laughs) I got my hands up. Anybody ever been tempted to do things you knew that you weren't supposed to do? And there's different types of attacks. Sometimes there's crisis. Sometimes there's pain that the enemy brings into your life. Anything that he can do to try to get us off course. Because Jesus describes it like this in John 10.10. He says, the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So that means while you're sleeping, he is still trying to kill, steal, and destroy. When you're on vacation... He's still trying to kill, steal, and to destroy. When you're watching Netflix and you're not thinking about him, he's still thinking about how to kill, steal, and destroy. We are in a battle, good versus evil, light versus darkness, kingdom of God versus the kingdom of darkness. So there are all these weapons that the enemy tries to use against Christians and use against mankind for that matter. All kinds of devices and tactics and strategies that the enemy will employ to try to come against God's purpose. So there will be opposition. But I'm excited to tell you today that no weapon formed against you will prosper. There's going to be some strategies. There's going to be some things that the enemy comes up with. There's going to be some tried and true things that, he, that he's figured out how to do over the years, but no weapon formed against you will prosper. The second thing to know is that if there are weapons, there must be an enemy. In our culture, a lot of times, we try to push the concept of there being a devil to the side, and some people actually have stopped believing in the devil, and... I don't know. They believe in a heaven, but they don't believe in, they don't believe in a hell or a, or a devil. But the, the truth of the matter is, if there is a weapon, if there is an attack, there's somebody that's the attacker. If there's a weapon, it's in the hand of someone. If there's temptation, there is a tempter. If there's a distraction, there is somebody that is trying to distract you from your faith walk. Ephesians 6, 12 says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. So when you're distracted, and it's a good distraction, in the middle of your prayer time, that's not just a notification on your phone. 
That's just not somebody calling at the wrong time. The enemy actually wants to disrupt your prayer time. He wants to disrupt your, your, your when you sit down and say, hey, I want to read the Bible. I want to get into this. And there's that distraction. There's that thought. Oh, I forgot I need to go to the grocery store and buy this. And sometimes we don't stop and realize we don't wrestle with flesh and blood. But against rulers, against authorities, against powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. There's a whole kingdom of darkness. Just like there's a kingdom of light, there's a whole kingdom that is after you. That's after us. We don't struggle against flesh and blood, but against rulers, authorities, powers of this dark world... And spiritual forces in heavenly realms. There is a devil. There are demons. There are levels that are after you and me. Why? Because they are against the plan of God upon the earth. God has a will. God has a plan for the earth. And the devil... And the kingdom of darkness want to stop that plan upon the earth. That's why the enemy is against God's people. Because God's people's job is to establish and to fulfill the purposes of God. You and me, that's our job. That's our assignment to fulfill the plans of God upon the earth. That's why when Jesus went away, he didn't say, just be saved, be happy that you're saved. Live your life, but be happy. Just live by these rules and, and, and be happy that I'm your Savior. No, he said, go into all the world and make disciples and teach them what I taught you. He sent us into the world to do things. And so we realize God has a plan. The devil is against the plan. The devil is against us because we're trying to fulfill the plan. God's plan? Redemption. Our job is to fulfill God's plan. And so there's this battle, this epic battle that's going on. And it's, it's for the most important thing. People. It's over people. It's over lives. It's over souls. It's over if somebody, where they spend the rest of eternity. Our job is to fulfill our purpose. My job is to do my sliver of God's plan. Your job is to do your sliver of God's plan. Hope's job is to do Hope's sliver of God's plan. I'm not worried about all that needs to be accomplished because worrying doesn't add to anything. I'm going to pray that everybody does their job. I'm praying like Jesus told us to pray. Our Father who, who is in heaven, holy is your name. Your kingdom come. Check this out. Your will be done on earth. Just like it is in heaven. So I'm praying for everybody to do their job. But my focus is doing my job. My focus is, is hope doing their job. That's what we're talking today, right? I'm saying... Guys, I'm doing my job. Make sure you're doing your job so we can make sure we're doing our job, our slice of God's plan. 
There are weapons, there are strategies, temptations, attacks that come against us as we are working to fulfill God's plan. But I'm excited to say that no weapon formed against you will prosper. It's not going to work. God in his greatness, God in his power, God in his wisdom knows everything that the devil is capable of. There's no plan, there's no strategy that the enemy has that God hasn't already seen. He's seen through it. He's already got 5,000, 5 million counter moves. So God is not caught off guard by what the devil comes up with. He's not worried. He's not surprised. He's not intimidated by the power of the enemy and by his strategies and by whatever he's planning And God wants you and I to know and be encouraged today that no weapon formed against you will prosper. There are some circumstances in your life right now that you need to be reminded today that no weapon formed against you will prosper. It might be an attack against your finances, an attack against your family, an attack against your health, an attack against your faith. It's not going to work. It might be an attack against something I didn't even list right now. It's not going to work. Look at somebody and say, no weapon formed against me will work. The forces of God are so much greater than the forces of evil. Elisha, um, he said to his, uh, there was a whole army. And they came to arrest Elisha. It was the enemy army, right? They came to arrest Elisha. And, and uh, his servant really starts to get nervous. He says, look, I woke up and there's this army out there. Have you seen the army? It is a huge army. We're surrounded. And Elisha says, I'm going to pray that God opens your eyes to really see what's going on. Because even though... This weapon has been formed around us. There's an even greater army that's around that army. They may be surrounding us, but we're surrounded by something even greater. I I pray, my prayer today is that your eyes would be open to have a new confidence level. That no weapon formed against you will prosper. And that the forces of God are so much greater, so much superior to anything you see in the natural, to any forces at work of wickedness against you. It's not even close. It's not even a competition. It's not even a contest. When God says it's done, it's done. When God says get out of here, it's, they cannot stay. The power of prayer is so much greater than the power of witchcraft. I find so often people get intimidated by the power of the enemy. I want to tell you that the power of prayer is superior to the power of witchcraft. The power of prayer surpasses the power of voodoo, of santeria, of anything you've ever heard of. The power of God... Sometimes we come to church and we think of him, we worship and we think of him as, oh, heavenly father. Or maybe we think of him as a just judge, right? 
But do you know he's also the Lord of the host of angels? He is, he is the captain. He is the general. He is the admiral of all the armies of heaven. And he wants to remind you today that no weapon formed against you will prosper. No spell, nobody putting a root on you, no nothing. We, could have, we can have full confidence in the power of God and in the promise of his power coming through on our behalf. Just say it with me one more time. No weapon formed against me will prosper. The power of faith is stronger than the power of disbelief. The power of the name of Jesus is greater than any sickness or disease. The, promise, the promises of God are much stronger than any persecution. There is no contest between the power of God and the power of the devil. And God wants to remind you today, whether you know it already or you have forgotten it or you don't know it, God wants to remind you today that no weapon formed against you will prosper. It just won't work. The power of God is too strong. The power of light exceeds the power of darkness. Do you see even in the natural, when you turn the light on... Darkness has to get out of the way. And depending upon how much light that you bring into the room determines how much darkness has to run away. In the spirit, it's even more profound. Whenever God shows up, demons flee. Demons tremble. And the devil is afraid of you understanding this. He is literally afraid of you realizing who you are, and what you're capable of. Jesus said, I'm going to build a people that are so powerful that not even Satan and the power of hell and the authority of hell or any strategy of hell will be able to stand against them. I'm putting together a people that are so powerful, so in tune with me, so connected to me, so in unity with me, that no force of darkness will be able to take them down. No weapon formed against you will prosper. It just won't work. The devil can throw whatever he likes at you. He can come at you from the right side. He can come at you from the left side. He can try to sneak up from behind you. But no weapon formed against you will prosper. Because God wants you to take territory. God didn't just save you and bring you into his kingdom so you can just go about life nominally. Just as an average person, just breaking even, just surviving. He called you to take territory. He gave you something in your heart, a purpose, a dream. And he wants us all to accomplish that dream that he's placed in our heart. We have a portion of the plan. God wants you to do your portion. 
My job, your job, is to execute the portion of God's plan that he's given you. My job is to execute my portion of God's plan on the earth. So that when I reach heaven, God says, good job. Good job. Enter in. Good and faithful servant. Enter in. Man, you tore it up. You did a great job. Here's your reward. But here's this one catch, and, and I, I want you to make sure that you write this down really good in your notes. And it, it, it's important. It's from Joshua 24, 15. Um, the scripture says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. If there is anything that can take you down, this is what it is. The enemy's only hope of you messing up and missing it is you. He can't take you down, but you can take you down. So what's the principle? As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. The devil can't take you down, but if you turn away from God... From doing the things that God has given you to do, that's the only way you leave yourself exposed. And I know that might seem like an oversimplification, but please catch this. The only vulnerable point that you have in the battle against the enemy is turning away from God. Look at the scripture. Look at the stories in in the Old Testament. Look at Israel. Whenever they were defeated... It wasn't because the military was more superior. It wasn't because of greater military technology, which they went up so many times against other militaries that were bigger, other ones that had greater military technology. But what always was the thing that took them down was when they had turned away from God. When they had turned away from doing the thing that God had called them to do. So what is the only thing that can take you down? Turning away from God. Turning away from doing the thing that God called you to do. We saw it with Israel. We saw it with Judah. Some of the great people in in the Bible. What were their downfall? Turning away from God. The devil cannot bring you down. But you can. The devil didn't bring Eve down. Eve brought Eve down. Adam brought Adam down. It's our choice to make the right decision and build on a secure foundation. So as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Make the decision today, no matter what the devil throws at you, I'm going to stay faithful to God. I'm going to stay faithful to what he's given me to do. No distraction, no temptation, no weapon that comes against me is going to take my focus off Jesus. Because this is important. Our power lies in our relationship with Jesus. That's where the power is. How real is your relationship with Jesus? Is it active? Is it growing? Are you moving in the direction of God? Our power is in proportion to our relationship with Jesus. 
Your power in the spirit and your footprint on the earth is all in proportion to your relationship with Jesus. So as for me and my house, I've decided I'm going to serve the Lord. I, and because I'm serving the Lord, I understand clearly that no weapon formed against me will prosper. If I'm solid in this, my relationship with Jesus, then I know that nothing else can touch me. Not a bad economy, not rising gas prices, not inflation, not the cost of living, not relationships that try to hurt me. Nothing is going to be able to prosper against me. This is my resolve. This should be our resolve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That's my center, serving the Lord, doing His will. That's my center, my relationship with Jesus Christ. And from that center, I understand that no weapon formed against me will prosper. If you take anything away from today, take these two things, two concepts with you. Number one, your power, your greatness, your purpose, all comes from the depth of your relationship with Jesus Christ. Secondly, if your relationship with Jesus Christ is what it needs to be, no weapon formed against you will prosper. You will not be exposed in any way to the attacks of the enemy if you are growing in your relationship with Christ. And there's other benefits too. It says now there is no condemnation for those that are, watch, in Christ Jesus. That means if I'm in a growing relationship with Jesus, there's no condemnation. There's no guilt about my past. There's nothing the devil can throw at me and say, yeah, but he did this. Yeah, but he did that. I said, no, if I'm growing in the direction of Jesus, there's no guilt. There is no thing that the devil can, can lay claim and say, well, well, he didn't do this. You may see some scary stuff in your lifetime. You may see some weapons formed. You may see things on the horizon. You may see things get close. You might see danger. You might see the enemy. You might see the whites of their eyes. They're so close. You might feel their breath. You might see crisis. But no weapon formed against you will prosper. My prayer is that you leave this place with a greater confidence than you ever have had before. That if you are in the center and your center is Jesus, there's no weapon that the devil comes up with that can touch you. David said it this way, he said, a thousand may fall at my side. Ten thousand may fall at my right hand, but it's not coming inside my house. No weapon formed against me will prosper. No weapon formed against you will prosper. As long as you understand this. I'm building on the rock of Christ Jesus. As for me and my house, I will serve the Lord. I'm not going to turn away. I'm not going to get complacent in my walk with Him, but I'm going to continue to grow in Him. 
Even if I make mistakes, I'm going to keep getting up and I'm going to keep on saying, God, how can I grow in the direction of you? I understand my righteousness lies in the fact that I keep on getting back up and saying, Jesus, help me pursue you. Jesus, help me pursue you. Jesus, help me pursue my purpose. And I live in the confidence that if that's where I am, no weapon can touch me. No weapon can touch me. Bow your heads with me. Let's pray together. God, I thank you for giving us a confidence that you are with us. You will not forsake us. That if we are going and we are growing in the direction of you, then nothing, absolutely nothing that the enemy throws at us will be able to work. We may see it. We may see the danger. We may see the crisis. We may see the hurt, but it's not going to work. God, I thank you for the incredible confidence that you give. Only you can give this type of confidence. Our confidence is not in what we can do independently of you, but what we can do in partnership with you. If God is for you, who in the world could be against you? The heritage of those that love God is that no weapon formed against them will prosper. Your heritage as a child of God is that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. So thank you, God, for stirring in us confidence to go and make steps of faith into our purpose. God, let us go and make steps of faith into the dream that you've placed in our heart. God, let us make steps. And our heart's prayer is that your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God, use these hands, God, that are in this room to do our sliver of your plan, to do our part. Let hope, united, do our part Make our contribution that your kingdom be established on earth as it is in heaven. Give us the confidence that nothing can shake, nothing can shake us when we stand on the rock. Nothing can shake us when we stand on the rock. That is Christ Jesus. And his heads are bowed. Maybe you say, Pastor. I've kind of drifted a little bit from my relationship with Jesus. Or maybe I never really had a strong relationship with Jesus. And I want to get back on track. I want to know that I know that I know that I'm where I need to be with Jesus before I leave this place. If that's you, slip up your hand. I want to pray with you right now. Amen, amen, amen. Before we dismiss, that's so important. This is our center, our relationship with Jesus. Our center is not being religious. Our center is not the trappings. There's a lot of great trappings of our walk. Our center is Jesus Christ, our personal relationship with him. If that's you, you slipped up your hand. I want you to pray this prayer with me. And everybody, you can pray this with me. Jesus, 
thank you for loving me so much. Jesus, I'm sorry for the times I drifted, for the times I got complacent, for the times I sinned. Jesus, I need you. Give me the strength to follow you. Jesus, forgive me. Jesus, give me a clean slate today. Stir in me the confidence to do what I need to do to fulfill purpose. Stir in me confidence to do the dream that you placed in my heart. Help me be more like you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening. If you like this podcast, remember to share and subscribe. For more information or to connect with us, go to hopeunited.church. And remember, if God is with you, you will be undefeated.